Today is May 1st, another series win. The first National League team to 20 wins. Pirates take two out of three in Washington, and it's on to Tampa. We'll break down April and look ahead. It's the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. guys thank you for listening to the bridge to bucktober podcast where we talk all about them pittsburgh pirates and app my name is josh and i am joined again by my brother jake what's up jake how are we doing sir i tell you what these buckos are fun to watch right now oh man still going a little bit of a rain deal today huh brought the rain yeah check this out katie um Katie went to her grandparents' house, um, who recently uh, have passed away, and found this can and brought it home for me. Look at this. Let's see if I can get this view. You ready? Nice. Look at this. Oh, wow. An old Pirates Iron City commemorative can. Um, uh, uh, empty. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing is super old. I can't tell. Like I'm looking, uh, I'm looking for a date on it, and there's just nothing. I mean, for those of you in the audio, I mean, we're talking handsome pirate, uh, three rivers in the drawing. It says Iron City salutes the 1979 World Champion Pirates. So I would assume a flag that says family on it. I would assume it was either right after it or it was like a, I mean, it's possible it could have been like a 10 year, you know what I mean? Yeah. But either way, we're talking about a 19, oh wait, there's a, that's really small. So I don't know if I will be able to make that out or if anybody, like when I rewatch, I might be able to get closer to it, but my old eyes already <laughs> are not able to see that fine print, so. Pretty cool can though, and this is gonna go up somewhere here in my office. Um, it's pretty awesome, dude. Pretty cool. Yeah. Old stuff, right? <laughs> pretty neat. So anyway, yeah, a little uh, little rain dampened Sunday game, but other than that, I mean, it's a series win. Right. They get to twenty wins. First National League team to twenty wins. A lot to like right now. Still playing good ball. Like you know what I mean. You're gonna lose games, so. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, you just take an L and and you and you move on. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, uh, let's go ahead and so let's see, let's see what are we getting through today. We're gonna we're gonna go over these games a little bit. We got some transactions today, uh, just to kind of go through. Basically, let's talk about what this team has looked like in April, what we've accomplished here to get to twenty and nine at this point. Maybe do a little, you know, kind of full month recap. And then look ahead and, and talk about, I, I mentioned Friday, um, I mentioned on Friday's show a little bit about how this has been special. And I said that we would talk about it more today. So that's kind of a, that's kind of something that we're going to, we're going to cover. We'll look forward a little bit and I guess that's probably, I mean, that's pretty, pretty much going to take us there, right? Pretty I much. guess the looking forward, 
will take us there. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll specifically key in on that and um, and get through this. So let's get let's take care of the uh, the little things first here. Looks like oh, I'm already bad on days. Friday, I wrote the dates, but I didn't write the days. So that's on me. Anyway, Friday, Drew Maggi was optioned, but then on Saturday, he was added as the 27th man for the doubleheader because of the rain out. So on Saturday, um, Drew Maggi added as the 27th man, but they also selected the contract of Miguel Andujar, who had been hitting very well in AAA mm-hmm. to this point. They activated him, transferred Will Crow to the 60-day injured list to make room on the 40-man um, and then I don't have, I have to look at last week. So last week it was Heineman was DFA to make room for Cody Bolton. That's what it was. Heineman was DFA to make room for Cody Bolton. So they've traded Tyler Heineman. This was today announced today, traded Tyler Heineman to the blue Jays for shortstop Vinny Capra, uh, Capra assigned to triple a couple notes on Capra, made his debut last May, cup of coffee, seven plate appearances, 26 years old, 5'8", shortstop, third base kind of dude. Um, so far this season, AAA, 167, 357 on base, 222. Um, any notes on any of those? You got anything on any of those guys? Uh, Maggi, let's just, you know, give we'll give him a, give that up for him. We yeah, we him got one. it. Yep, we got it. Yep, yep. First major league hit. Yeah, I did a little uh I did a little clapping for Maggi for for getting the opportunity and everything. So that's right. He he got his hit. He mm-hmm. got two of them. Um yeah. he will forever, I mean, if he never comes back, forever be a 333 hitter in the show. So <laughs> Yeah. And Anduhar comes up, just keeps hitting. Uh, you know, <laughs> how bizarre. For, right? Hey, hi, hey, I got one for you. Ready? Andujar was up for one day, two games. He got to use the home run sword twice, and Brian Reynolds still has yet to. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and as far as the Heineman move, whatever. I mean, if anything happens to delay or hedges for this point, just ready to bring Andy up anyway. Okay. I mean, with the way that Hedges is playing... And I know he's still not hitting, but playing and the way that delay is hitting. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You've got time. You really yeah. do. Until delay falls off, you've got time. Yeah. Maybe we'll get into a little bit of delay later on. Okay, so let's talk about the games this weekend. Obviously, Friday canceled, so we had a double header on Sunday. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, on Saturday. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about two game series and four game series is and series is, is a hard word to say first off, <laughs> but we talk about those sort of things as something different than like a three game set, right? Yeah. A three game series. You just want to take the series. If you sweep it, that's a bonus. If you're away and it's a really good team, you just want to make sure you get one. You do not ever want to get swept period. No matter what the scenario is. <laughs> um, but like you, you're kind of hoping you know what I mean? For for different things there. You want to win series. That's the big yeah. thing. No matter what. That's what you want to do. Um, but a doubleheader is one of those things that we always talk about. It is extremely difficult to sweep a doubleheader. So that that's just that's just the truth of it, right? 
nine. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know what the numbers are, right? But you're typically going to to split and be like, okay, we split. You don't want to get swept ever. Right. You don't want to get swept. And sweeping a doubleheader is great. So that middle ground is like, if we split, I'm, I'm okay. I'll take a step back. Let's go Sunday, win a series kind of a thing. They sweep the doubleheader. You go into Sunday with a an opportunity to sweep, an opportunity to have your fourth sweep of the year. And if you come up short, it's kind of like, ah, oh, rats. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But you yeah. said before we hit record about today. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with the loss today because you you know how baseball works. Sometimes sometimes you just you're due. You're due for a loss, you're due for a win, you're due for this, you're due for that. And you know, we got our loss out of the way heading into Tampa Bay. That now, was the that uh, was the way you worded that to me was was more like that was interesting because I'm okay with a loss here because we took the series. Mm -hmm. But you actually took it and said I you actually almost you almost preferred it. Is the way the way you're I never, wording I it, never right? prefer to lose. Right, right. But, but you uh, but, said but, get it out of the I'm, way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna have a bad game, let's have it against a team that we've already taken two out of three against. You know what I mean? We still win the series. We still still on top of the division. Did yep. Milwaukee lose today? Everybody lost today in the division. Everybody lost. So, you know, it didn't hurt. Right. And now we're ready to go into Tampa Bay with a clean slate and just be like, all right. We lost. We just lost the game. We're not losing two in a row. Have we lost two in a row yet this year? Well, yeah, in Cincinnati. Probably. Yeah. And Houston, right? Because we won, or did we win the middle of that? No, we won. I don't remember. I got it. Where's the schedule? It's here somewhere. Here it is. We lost back-to-back -back in in, in uh, Cincinnati, and we lost. No, we won the middle game in Houston. So we lost one, lost, one, lost, one, lost, and that was the... Houston and and uh, and St. Louis, so we have not lost. We've only one time, and it was the first weekend of the sea of the season. Did we lose back to back games? So, not bad. No day off. We're you know, um, never mind. I was gonna say we're undefeated on days off, but we lost the first game to L.A. Yeah, after a day off. So, anyway, uh, I just thought that was interesting the way you said that we got it out of the way where it was almost like I'm okay, like I'm, it's it's you were more than okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. I just, some of that stuff for me, it's just, I'd rather get it out of the way right there than I understand. have a bad game against Tampa Bay. And everyone's like, Oh, look, there they are. Here they are playing another good team. And like, bro, we're going to lose once in a while. It's fine. Yeah. So not that there's still a streak going on, but this is still something to to look for. The Pirates had zero quality starts in April of last year. And we had two of them on Saturday to get to 18 for the month. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Rich Hill goes six and a third, gives up two earned. And Velasquez goes six. He's gone 18 straight innings without giving up a run. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, a buddy of mine who's a, who's a Phillies fan. He's from Philly and... Uh, you know, grew up there and I've, I've probably brought him up several times and he, I remember not too long ago, he sent me a text and he's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm really pumped that, that Velasquez is doing well for you guys. He's like, I, you know, I always thought he could do it and it never clicked for him. And then this weekend, uh, Saturday night, I got one and said, Hey, I really, 
I really hate that he's doing that good for you. <laughs> he's like, I thought this wasn't going to last. Now I hate it. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty interesting. But the nightcap was um, uh, just a absolute slugfest. All the runs, and yet it wasn't till the sixth inning when it really blew open. It was already 8 nothing, and Sawinski comes in and hits the grand slam and just puts the whole thing away. Yeah. As if it wasn't away at eight to nothing, and he just he he turned it into a laugher. Yeah, he crushed it. So like four hundred and forty-one feet or something like that. I thought I thought they said yeah I thought they said four forty-four so somewhere around somewhere like that hundred and ten yeah. off the bat just smoked it. Um, three hits, five RBIs, two uh two strikeouts. He didn't walk in that game. He, it was the other game. Three hits for Santana in that game. Two for Andujar and Reynolds. Andujar went in for Reynolds. Three, uh, two for Hayes, two for three. Maggi went in, to, in for him and got two more himself. Pirates hit up 17 hits and 16 runs in that game. And it's also one of those things where you say, save some for tomorrow, and they didn't. <laughs> and they lose 7-2. to two. Uh, Andujar hits a home run in both games, though. Yeah. His second one in the nightcap was off of a position player. Who did he strike out? Was it Swinsky? Yeah, it was Swinsky. So he throws a bunch of 60 to, to low 70 mile an hour pitches. And, and then he just fires 89 on paint. Nobody's hitting that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was really no, he impressed. Threw like, he threw like four pitches over 80. And he threw like four straight in the low seventies to Sawinski and then just painted black 89. Psst. Get out. Get <laughs> out. Uh kind of a rough, kind of a rough series for McCutcheon. He's been getting unlucky a lot and hitting the ball hard, but um he gets the he gets the hit in the the double in the first game. Uh, but then an 0 for four in the second. They sit him on Sunday. I'm totally cool with that. I understand that it's like, oh, we could have swept. When you already have the series in and you have a day off tomorrow, some would say that's a dumb time because you have tomorrow off to rest. But when you have that day off tomorrow, it's so good to have two days off. I'm not sure why we pinch it with him at the end there. That one's kind of confusing. I don't mind pinch hitting for hedges. Um, 27 outs is 27 outs, no matter which way you look at it, no matter how many runs you're down. They right. could have ran off seven runs with two outs. Like you, you can you never give up as a team. And so I like the aggressiveness of saying, yeah, I know we're down five runs, but we're gonna try to get it one. We're gonna try to keep scoring them. Yeah. And so they put in McCutcheon to hit for hedges. I like that, but I kind of think like you could have just put in delay, like the, the guy's killing it. <laughs> you could have just put delay into pinch hit for him. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, you could have. But but I do like pinch hitting. And I saw some people say, why even pinch hit? Like, the game's over. But those are the same people who were tweeting the game was over in the sixth inning. And it just wasn't true. Right. The White Sox were down against Tampa today, five runs going into the bottom of the ninth and won the game. So why give up? Right. Yeah. And that's the White Sox. And we're better than them. And that's against Tampa. And Tampa's better than Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Okay. I just, it's not over till it's actually over. All right. It can be likely over. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it's a series win. Um, 
you know, I kind of got concerned towards the end of that, thinking maybe they were going to leave Oviedo out there for a long time because we have this series coming up. And I thought, man, why waste a bunch of arms coming into this series? But the fact is, is they really haven't thrown a whole lot. So it wasn't a bad thing for them to get working. Right. And I hadn't thought of that um, going into that. The day off tomorrow means, sure, you get a day off tomorrow, but it was good for some of those guys to get to get the work in. Yeah. So overall, pretty pleased. Um, I was going to say something about a couple guys, but I really think with the uh, – oh, you know what? Saturday evening also, Cody Bolton, Major League debut, two innings. Did give up a hit, but he got his first strikeout too. So we like the debuts. We want to always call those out. Uh, probably a, a little bit less than last year. <laughs> We're going to have this year. Um, we think there will be some, but probably a little less than than last year. So definitely make sure we're calling those out. Yeah. Okay, so Jake, I talked about it a little bit on Friday, and now it's time to really talk about this. We're going to do it kind of in the fashion of an April recap, okay? That's how we're going to start this thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe at the end of every month, if we remember to do this and we care to do it, we'll kind of recap each month. But in this case, it's recapping the season because it's been basically April. Okay, real quick. Does anybody else, when you say it's been, does you automatically, one week since you looked at me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter if what I the freeze, conversation is. If I freeze after it's been, yeah. little bare naked <laughs> ladies reference. <laughs> Yeah, I get you. Nope, that's okay. Um, So we did pick up a win at the end of March. So technically this is like a March-April, right? But it's one game, so April. Because I think they always split it up that way. If I go to like the splits for the season or whatever, that's Mm -hmm. what it's going to be. You know what I mean? So anyway, 20 and 9, 20 wins within the first month, you know, like I said, March, April being the first month. They're not okay. So on here, it's month to month. They're, we're one and zero in March, nineteen and eight in April. Uh, anyway, we're going twenty. <laughs> Hate me, okay. So series wise, six two and one. We lost the series to Houston and the opening series to the Reds, and then we split with with uh, St. Louis in a four game set. But six two and one, three sweeps in there: Boston, Colorado, Cincinnati. The second time we played Cincinnati. Right now, after today, a plus 48 run differential. And 6-3 and three against teams over 500. We lost to, um, help me out here, two Houston. to Houston, one to the Dodgers. And then we swept, um, this is awesome how good I'm doing at this. And then we <laughs> swept uh, Boston, who I believe is still over 500. And I'm going to confirm that that's who it is. They are 15 and 14. So we swept them. So they are over 500. Is Houston is 14 and 13, and the Dodgers are 16 and 13. So we're talking about teams that are barely over 500 right now. <laughs> um, I think there's a little caveat there for the Dodgers and for the Astros. I mean, I don't think there's any any, you know, whether they're playing great baseball right, like currently right now or not. But the Dodgers, when we played them, they just came off a th- winning three out of four to, to, to the Cubs. 
they've moved on from that. They're seven and three. They've won their last three games since we played them. Uh, so I think that that I feel a lot better about the Dodgers series than yeah. I do maybe you know some of the others. Um, Houston, I felt pretty good about. I thought that was really their turning point. Like they had just lost a series to the White Sox, and we're like, we can't do this. And so they kind of kicked it into gear against us, and they've been riding that pretty good. Um, I mean, considering the fact that they went into Tampa when Tampa was undefeated at home and and won a series against them, mm-hmm. shut them out back to back games, one to nothing and five to nothing to take the series off Tampa. So yes, Houston is for real, uh, despite their fourteen and thirteen record. Uh, Boston, I think in the end we'll see. Uh, they did come off of a really hot, like scoring a ton of runs, seven runs in their first three games before we played them, nine runs in their first three games before we played them. And then, you know, it kind of changed after that. But yeah, so that's good. They're currently first in the NL Central game and a half ahead of Milwaukee. Uh, the, the we'll, we'll go through that. Pirates, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Cardinals, Cardinals, 10 games back. That's and we crazy, and dude. we should have won three out of four against them. Yeah. You know, we really should have. We were in position to. Um, we all know what happened. So let me take you through a couple things right here because I, mean, I know we're kind of uh, want to try to make sure that we're we're giving ourselves enough time to actually talk. And then I'm going to go through this, and I'm going to have to take a drink. So you better start thinking of something to say when I'm done reading this because I'm going <laughs> to mute my mic and take some drinks here. Team rankings. This is going to weigh into our conversation pretty heavily. They're fourth in runs, sixth in hits. Tied for second in doubles, first in triples, tied for 11th in homers, second in walks, 10th lowest in strikeouts, 10th lowest in strikeouts, guys. First in stolen bases, the first team to 40, we've got 41. Fifth in average with a 264, that's that's a good batting average, team batting average. Third in on-base percentage at 343. Second in slugging which is not surprising considering we're first in triples and tied for second in doubles and we're still 11th in home runs. Third in OPS, tied for first in sacrifices, which I think is interesting and playing into this a little bit because we know what it's been. First in sack flies, 16 sack flies, productive outs. Those are productive outs. That's old school baseball. Let's talk about starting pitchers. Ninth in ERA, second in innings pitched. 11th in earned runs, tied for 10th in homers against. 20th in walks, tied for 7th in strikeouts, 14th in whip. 18 quality starts. That's 64% of the time we're getting 6 or more and 3 or less. That's ridiculous. Relief pitchers are 7th in ERA. 1st in saves. 3rd in earned runs. 2nd in home runs. Only 6 home runs from the bullpen. 16th in walks. 18th in strikeouts per nine, 17th in whip, third in holds, tied for first. This is a big one to me. Tied for first in inherited scored. We have the lowest, us and one other team, the lowest runners scored, inherited runners scored, and tied for first in inherited runners scored percentage. If you've got a guy on and a reliever comes in and and Moretta comes in, no, a reliever comes in, he has a 22% chance of scoring against the Pirates. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So, okay, you're up. I'm taking a drink. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So, like, I'm, I'm I'm looking through all this, and I'm just seeing a team that is buying in. They're they're in. Whatever's going on in the clubhouse, whatever Shelton's got going on, 
the entire team is bought in. And this is what you get with an entire team buying into philosophies, hitting philosophies, pitching philosophies, whatever you, whatever philosophies you've got brewing in that clubhouse. Everyone's buying in. You got the young guys who are getting more experience. You got the older guys there, you know, guiding them through them experiences, telling them what they should be learning from these experiences. And it's just, it, everything's coming together and it's just so much fun. And it's just, it's just crazy that it's coming to fruition quicker than maybe we, we all thought. I mean, we all thought they were going to be decent this year, but nothing like what they're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what I see when I look down through this is a lot of balance. There yeah. are some things we're first in triples, stolen bases, sacrifice flies. Um, when it goes down to saves and inherited runner stuff, quality starts. I can't imagine somebody's. I I couldn't find the the leaderboard on that, but I can't imagine somebody's got more quality starts than us. I think, I think the next. I think I did find the the leaderboard on that, actually, but I I don't have it still up. It's not an official stat by MLB, so I had to find like I had to get out to Baseball Reference and find it, and that's a little bit. I found it a little bit harder to get to like the team. Uh, statistics when it came to stuff like that. But I believe the next next team from us was like 16. Yeah. So th there's there is a team close. I, I I for the life of me can't remember who it is. So um it's I mean I'd be surprised if it was Tampa because they don't ever let their pitchers throw six innings, but <laughs> and I don't know, maybe they are this year, but I'm just kidding. But I mean both starters and relievers with that ERA and we know that starters kind of got hit. Some of our starters kind of got hit early. Yeah. And then they went on their run. So 383 has come, that's come down to 383. It went a little bit up today to 383, but it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But you get the point. Um, I mean, David Bednar has been so good mm -hmm. on the back end. Holderman, for the most part, has been really good. Um, we saw him get hit around a little bit and got out of it, and then we saw him get hit a little bit and not get out of it. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, he's been good. And we've done this with some, you know, some injuries. Our long guys right now, both DeYoung and Crow, are hurt. So you wonder who's going to step up, and our starting pitching is like, well, we don't, I don't care. We don't need a long guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just step up. Till today, we did. So let's get into that. So we talked about guys who we, we said these guys are should be our good players, right? And off the top of your head, you're going to say Mitch Keller needs to show up. Brian Reynolds mm -hmm. needs to show up, right? Key yep. Brian Hayes is one of those like fringe guys. Like, yeah, you want him to, you want to be able to say like he needs to show up, but he's kind of a fringe guy because he needs to do it first in a season other than 2020 at yeah. the plate. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and you're like he's I consider fringe because you're like you expect his defense to show up. Yeah. And the the hitting is what's gonna come around. Yeah. And so like, but those guys that we want to lead the offense, I wouldn't even say Kutch was on that list. But anyway, on that list of guys, you know, Bednar would probably be on that list of guys who you say, I you know, if he struggles, it's not it's not I don't want to see that. Yeah, there are some guys where I'm like, yeah, if he struggles a little bit, that's fine. I'll have some patience with him. You know what I mean? Uh, so who's showing up? I mean, I just named a couple, and here's the thing: they, they are like Keller <laughs> and Reynolds are showing up. They they are doing what we thought they could be capable of doing. 
mm-hmm. because they've, I mean, we've seen Reynolds start off slow. We saw right. Keller last year start off slow. That hasn't been the case this year. They've, they've been good. Right. And I'm just trying to think if there's anybody else kind of uh, in that mix of guys where you say, these guys, you could call them showing up. Like, what about Rowanzi? Is he doing about what you'd expect? I mean, there's been a couple starts there that you could take back, but I think we kind of expected that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd put him in that category. Austin Hedges? Yeah, he's not hitting 200. <laughs> I think that's what we expected. It's pretty funny. Um, no, but, I, you know, and I wonder if if you feel the same about Kutch or not. Or did you, is he maybe in that next category where he's surprising a little bit? I think he's a little bit of both. Um, okay. I, I expected him to do well. I didn't expect him to. I mean, he's never been a below average hitter in his career in any season. So, I mean, I expected him to come in and hit, but he's also hitting a little more than I expected. So, And he's never been a, a, a fast starter. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a thing. Okay, so let's, let's talk about who's surprising. Because I think this is where, <laughs> I think this is why we're 20 and 9. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not even going to talk about pitching right now. I mean, Jason's lays, like, you know, on a smaller scale, surprising, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I said Austin Hedges at the plate doing, like, I laughed about him doing expect like what I expect, I will say this. He's surprising me. The difference that he's made behind the plate, I talked about it, but I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know what that was going to be like. He deserves a lot of credit for what's oh, going yeah. on right now. And it just feels hard. Catching is so hard to, it's hard to prove that point. But if you're watching these games, you see all these pitches that are outside, that are out. He's getting a ton of calls that the other team might not be getting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, to me, that's been surprising. How much of a difference he's making with the pitching staff and what he's done in that role. I think it's huge. I got a couple. I mean, Connor Joe obviously has been surprising. That's the biggest. Yeah, that's it's not. Huge. It's not like yeah. It's it's not the you know. Well, yeah, it's the biggest. I don't have to explain that. <laughs> um, oh, now the name just escaped me. Uh oh, can't have that. Oh, Castro. Okay, Castro's been surprising to me on defense. Like he's playing a pretty decent shortstop right now with with uh, Cruz being out. And yeah, I've been couple, very happy to see that. Couple costly errors in the first like week, and you were like, "Gosh, this is what it's going to be like." Mm-hmm. You can't make these errors when they matter most. And then really has not only settled in, but he's made some exceptional plays. Yeah, for me, <clears throat> I'd say the other one, and he's one of my favorites right now, without question. Uh, Jack Sawinski, the the type of tear, tear he's on, coming off of. We were there at the home opener and we're telling people, you know, we got people sitting around us and we're like, hey, you know, check out the podcast. You know, it's t- near the end of the game. We'd been we'd been talking to both of you know these people's, you know, throughout the game. And I remember, you know, telling the guys beside us, you know, oh, we had the we had the you know, we had the baseball cards that we took and I handed them some baseball cards, said, check it out. And then there was a guy in front of us with his which I mean what I think was him and his his kids. Uh, they were older though, you know, high school age, and they were super excited. They were so much fun to have right in front of you. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. And I remember saying something to them and he was like, oh, you guys have a podcast. That's awesome. And he said, are you going to talk about how they should send Jack Sawinski down to AAA? <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why you like keep watching, you know what I mean? And yeah. we saw, we talked about it on here. We talked about it the whole week. Like we're waiting for it, but we saw all the things that he was doing right. Mm-hmm. And it was only a matter of time. And the way that he's exploded, there are some serious, serious numbers that he's continued to put up as far as like yeah. stat cast numbers, right? Right. His eye of of not chasing is elite. He's a fast runner. He's got a good arm. Not a great arm, but a good arm. He's been, you know, outfield jumps, things like that. Like he's been above average in a lot of categories and elite in a lot of categories. Mm-hmm. Hard hit percentage, average exit velo, stuff like that. I'll take the swing and miss, man. There are role players on a team. Yeah. I'll take the swing and miss. But he's been one I think is surprising because of, even though I kind of thought, you know, I, I think we were saying if he could just hit for power and maybe some things will come around. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if I, as I get here, Jack Sawinski's not fooling around. He's hitting 279 with a 393 on base and a one dot on the OPS. Like that doesn't that doesn't happen that often. Now, that's not saying he's going to finish the year with one. You know what I mean? That'd be ridiculous. Right. But he's our team leader in home runs. And you know, you're looking at uh, at a very good player, not just a yeah. seven hitter who's going to hit you 20 to 25. You know what I mean? Like the average yeah. is there right now. The on-base is really good. That's what's been surprising me. So talk about your pitchers. Sure. Um, so, I mean, Here's obviously your, Velasquez is, is surprising me right now. I mean, like... He, to me, that's me the out. most. That's the most yeah. surprising. He's he's the Connor Joe of the pitching staff. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we were like, you're going to play a hype video for this guy? Like, OGV. What, what, are we, what are we doing? And, <laughs> Okay. Okay, I I see you, Velasquez. I see you. Jeez, Louise, keep doing your thing. I love it. I'll go next. I'll go to Jose Hernandez. Uh, it does not look like a Rule 5 pick at all. Oh seven seven right now, I think. That's ridiculous. And he's done it in some in some big moments, too. Yeah. He's been very good. Uh, Rich Moretta, Hill. Moretta, too. Moretta, Yeah. Moretta is like, he's a little bit of a wild card to me. I feel like this could go a different way. He He's walking still. He's walking too many guys still. Yeah. But he's come through in big moments, and mm-hmm. he, it's kind of hard to argue. He's getting results. Kind of reminds me of Johan Ramirez last year, where a lot of the numbers didn't look great, but he got the job done for, for the most part, if you remember that, mm-hmm. which he's starting yeah. to do the same again this year, where it just feels like if it doesn't feel great, he somehow gets out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Dowry Moretta's felt like that, except it's felt great more because of the fun stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) And he had a specific role that he was doing where he got the starter out of jams. Mm -hmm. And when you go that route and you get the starter out of jams, I think it goes a little further than just, oh, he's pitching well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who else you got there? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to look while you're talking. I'm gonna try to look and see his inherited runners. Sure. Um, I, I, Stevenson's been a nice surprise for me. I, I think he's throwing the ball well. 
Um, who else can I think? Kind of um, Rich Hill. I think you could probably bring up maybe Oviedo, even though he had the rough start today. Yeah. Is there any surprise in you for uh, for what Holderman's doing, or is it kind of like because they talked him up so much? Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really surprised by him. I, I think I I had high expectations for him as well. So Dowry Moretta has pitched in ten games. Um, I don't see the innings, and I'm not going to scroll away from this right now. He has inherited six runners so far this season, and none of them have scored. He has a zero percent percentage out of six. Last year with Cincinnati, he inherited eight, and only two of them scored for 25. Now in 2021, when he made his, he just had four outings, made his debut, and everything. He inherited three, and they all three scored. (laughs) But, I mean, you're looking at a guy who I don't know how that eight and two broke down, and I'm not going to look it up while we're going through this, but um, specifically has a skill set right now, inherited six runners, and none of them have scored. That's incredible. Yeah. And if that's his skill set, if that's what he excels at, uh, that's going to be an asset, and that's going to be a good thing that we (laughs) – you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So to me, I, I I would I would put that in there. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all the surprising ones. That's um, I guess if you want, I'm looking at the guys. I'm looking at the active roster right now. We do have some injuries as well. So I guess if I look at some of the guys that are injured, so not really. Okay, so how about disappointing? I think this is probably the biggest testament to, um to what's going on right here is I'm about to give you some names who I consider disappointing and it's going to be Brubaker, Harleen Garcia, O'Neill Cruz, G-Man Choi. Literally I'm disappointed because these guys are injured. Yeah. So G-Man Choi is a little bit more. There's a little bit more to it than that. Um, there's a little more disappointment there. He just started to click before he got injured, but also he, he wasn't doing well for a minute. And the whole thing where he was like, I want to play, and I'm I'm kind of mad. I don't really know how mad he was, but I'm kind of mad. I for I don't know. The only guy I could say to me that is disappointing, um, I guess you could say is Kanan Smith and Jigba. Yeah. I'm but, gonna I'm I'm gonna go with Ji Huan Bay. Like mm. I just I as a whole, I don't like what he brings to the table. Bits and pieces. I love what he brings to the table. You know what I mean? I mean, he gets on pace. He's stealing. Like he's running. And he's you know, it's it's great. Yeah, he gets on. So at this point, because we have seen a little now defensively, we've seen a little bit of um, a, a, a he's actually doing less good um, mm-hmm. with a couple of errors in the out. Well, one was not an error. He just thought he was at the wall. And jumps, and he's still six feet from the wall. Yeah. That was, and that, and that cost us. You know, the thing is, is that the the errors, the errors that he's made in the outfield have cost us. The great plays he's made in the outfield have been kind of, um, how do you how do you call it? Um, it's not forced, uh, created. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where some people now the the, the catch up against the wall at, at, at Fenway. I don't care if you made a great route. You were going to wait and then have to make that jump and catch. Right. So the route on that one really doesn't make quite 
uh, quite as big of a difference because he would have just he would have jacked Sawinski that like he like Sawinski just did the other night against Mookie where he was at the wall waiting timing his jump because he got to the wall early and then made the play. Yeah. That's that doesn't make it any less impressive. Um, it did look like Bay was running into the wall. Well, only because he didn't run straight. <laughs> um, but anyway, that that doesn't take that catch away. That catch is still great. No. There are yes. some other catches that have been, um, you know, extra. And maybe that's because he created that because, you know, another outfielder may have just caught it on a run or dove on a straight run because they don't have his speed. <laughs> right. Because yeah. he's made up for a lot with his speed. Um, but I was I was saying this to say, I mean, he's got his average to 250 right now. He had another big game not too long ago. But the biggest thing is he's got his on-base percentage to 302. If you can get that on base, I mean, keep pushing it. Maybe it gets better the more he sees. He needs to see more. But if he can get that on-base percentage up, 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 the guy already has 11 steals. Yeah. So as far as that goes, give me more of that on-base, and I think yep. he's a huge help to this team. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and that's... That's just the part of the games of of his, of his game that I love. You know what I mean? Like it's not all bad, but it's just been yeah. a little bit disappointing. I thought he was going to hit a little better than this. Um, I thought he'd be at least on base more than this. But he's, he's chasing. He chases a lot. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you you really need to see pitches because walks are going to be huge for him because a walk is a double. Yeah. Oh, I mean a triple the way yeah he's been going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I still think he's done enough to help rather than hurt, but, but I see where, I see where you're going with that for sure. So let's, let's kind of, you know, wrap this because, you know, we obviously, we need to keep moving here. Sure. Um, we're getting close. So when you look at all the things that we just talked about and you look at all the, the rankings of where they're at and how they've done in April, and we're looking at 20 and 9, 11 games over 500. The question keeps happening. You're a Pirates fan. You're waiting for the collapse. I know you are because everybody is in the back of your head. You're saying, when is this going to turn? After the first loss in L.A., everybody said, this is it. And then it wasn't. Right. So is this team for real? And there's that's a two-question thing. That's a two-part okay. question. Is this what we're going to see all year? Is this a playoff team? It's just such a big question because I mean it's still <laughs> basically you're you're 30 games in or you know 29 games in and we're we're, we're renewing predictions almost. Right. Cuz it's you still got 130 more games to go. But I mean, yeah, I mean I I have a hard time saying this this isn't going to be an important team at the end of the season in the in the hunt in one way or another. So here's, and I've been wrestling with this, and we've talked about this in every episode, and I talked about it Friday. How many times have have you said, "Is this, is this gonna like, is this team special?" Yeah, and I mean, it definitely has been. Yeah. So the question is, what we just talked about, April, is that real? And I mean, that's well, that's when I'll say, yes. When you look down through all those rankings and you look down and see a balanced team, 
Not a team who's been lucky. Not a team who's just like played awful teams because we have played bad teams, but we've been sweeping them. I mean, you take the first series away and you've really won every series you're supposed to. Yeah. And then the Dodgers. And I mean, and you also had to go through the gauntlet in that opening series. That was when it fell through and you were like, yeah, they have three good pitchers in Cincinnati. You're going to face them all three. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the next time we didn't have to face them all three. Just had two of them, you know? Yeah. April was real, guys. That that was real. What happened on the field? They earned it. They deserve those wins. It's just I I don't I mean we just saw Oviedo's back-to-back starts now. Last start there was a little bit of great mixed in. Almost had an immaculate inning. Or but you know what I mean there was a little bit of great mixed in with the struggle. Today, fastball wasn't commanded and everything else can't play. So if he goes on a bad run, well, that completely changes because we're doing a lot of this on the backs of that pitching staff. Yeah. However, uh, who else steps up? If Connor Joe starts to do, starts to fall back, does somebody else jump in like Connor Joe did? I mean, my goodness, if it's Andujar, it's going to be hilarious. Um, just because of all that we've, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but like if it's you know what I mean if 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 Bay goes one way or the other that could be dynamic but could Marcano who's who's trending up could he just step into that role not quite with the you know he doesn't have quite the Bay speed or does Smith and Jigba step in back in you know what I mean does he figure yeah, something out Joe. yeah and step in and start playing a different role on this team uh you know Brian Reynolds has been super hot and then keeping the course but he could get super hot again. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to you start to look at some of this. Key Bryan still hasn't had that explosion yet. He he was struggled early getting the average up. Now he's average is fine, but it's just slowly going up. What if yeah. he gets hot at some moment? Yeah, what, what? I, I feel like moving him to the leadoff spot did him a lot of good. Actually, I think he's hitting. I think last I saw, he's hitting over three hundred in the leadoff spot. Um, you know what I mean? That's something for sure. But this pitching staff, like what Velasquez is doing looks real, man. It yeah. looks like they figured something out. Keller, Roanzi, and Velasquez might be our our three guys, not Oviedo. Yeah. If Oviedo does struggle right now, <laughs> Luis Ortiz is killing it in AAA. <laughs> Could that be a swap that happens? Let's get Oviedo back going again. Ortiz steps in and, and lights it up. I'm just saying, uh, if I never thought they could win 20 games in April, and I I would have, if you would have told me at the end of April they were going to be 20 and 9, I would have said, I'd put 20 bucks on that, that they won't be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, tw- I yeah. mean, I wouldn't go higher than 20 if I really looked at the schedule, and I'm not a betting man, but I would have put 20 bucks that they weren't getting 20. Right. And... Here they are. So if I would say I'd put 20 bucks on them finishing with, you know, 11, you know, whatever, 69 wins, certainly I could lose that money, especially right now. They've already done this. You're now above ground. I've said that a bunch in the last few episodes. Wait and see. Yeah. But what we saw in April is real. This team is a good baseball team. And if they become not, it doesn't make April fake. Right. 
That's the point I'm trying to make. If they crash and burn in, in late May, early June, or right out of the gate, we got Tampa and Toronto coming up. We could lose six straight right here. By the way, we'd still be over 500 after that. Yeah. But if we crash and burn, it doesn't change what they did in April. They played good baseball. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people are going to say, there's those buckos that we know. This is their true colors. I just I just think that's not right. I think what they did in April is real. And yes, they could play bad. I mean, the Cardinals are better than 10 and 19. Right. They just are. And yet and the they can still them, it's their pitching, Yeah, and it's they still been... could and they still could play better. And you know what I mean, but the thing is is like you have to play the games no matter what. Yeah, yeah you're right. It is, the the pitching is what's doing it for them. But now offensively they're starting to to hit a rut because they can't. It would be yeah, frustrating. Starting to wear on. Yep. Yeah. So just enjoy this. Enjoy what happened in, in April. And I know you are, but when it, or if, I have to say if now because they keep proving us wrong. If it goes bad, it doesn't make April fake. No. The numbers and the things that they've done have been good. They've earned them. Yeah. Nothing else. You, you, you take a look at April and be like, our future is bright, man. Yeah. So let, this is what they're capable of doing, even though they didn't do it over the whole course of the year in 23, 24, they might. Yeah. Very well could. So let's look forward a little bit. I'm going to zip through this because we are getting close to the hour and we're trying to commit to this. Uh, so probably moving to this point of it. I think we've said what we need to say. Yes, April was real, but it doesn't mean I believe that it's going to continue and we're going to be. I mean, we're not, we're on pace for what, like 110, 115 wins. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. So they're going, there, there's going to be some, there's going to be some stretches. Check this out. Let's look at just May. Nine series is in May. Five teams and 15 games over the 500. Teams, the teams are over 500. Four teams are under. That's 11 games. But Seattle is under right now. They're better than that. So by the time we play Seattle in late May, they could be over 502, making it 18 games that are difficult games in May. 18 games. And I'm telling you right now, some of them are away. Some of them are at home. I think if we can go 9-9 nine and nine in those 18 games, literally, if we can just go 9-9, nine and nine, we have a two-game set against Detroit and, two, and a series against Colorado and against San Francisco. Take care of business. Split. We'll say split with Detroit, just to give you an example here. Split with Detroit and win your series is without a sweep against Colorado and San Francisco. You're 14 and 12 in the month and you're still 34 and 21. Yeah. That's why I say you can go nine and nine in those series. You're going to win some, maybe lose some. You know what I mean? Battle. If you could go nine and nine in those 18 games. And take care of business against San Francisco, Colorado, and shoot. If you could sweep Detroit in two games, that make that you're one game better. Now you're 15 yeah. games over 500 at the end of the month. Even just going nine and nine against good teams, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Anything you do above 500 in this month, you're, you're keeping it going. You're 11 yeah. games over 500. So each month now, if you can be even 14 and 12 is essentially. It's two games over 500, but it's essentially one game flipped. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like a right. one game difference because then you could be 13 and 13. And really, 13 and 13, 11 games over 500, you still like where you're at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah. still kind of like where you're at if you can get hot another time because that would mean yeah, you're not hot. Sure. The big test is right out of the gate. The two best teams in the National American League are facing against each other this week, and we've got Tampa. Last time I looked, they did not have probables uh, for the first game, but for the second game, it looked like we got McClanahan 5-0 and with a 2-12. Keller McClanahan on Wednesday night, dude. Keller McClanahan on Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure something out to watch that game. Yeah. I have, I have a... So... I am officiating a wedding next Sunday and the rehearsals on Wednesday. <laughs> 640. So that's so, 540 your time. That's not good. Right. Well, the rehearsal starts at 630. So at least I'll be able to watch a little bit before I get there. And then it's a day game on Thursday and it's Eflin who's three and O with the three ERA versus Rich Hill. You got to get one of these first two with Rowanzi or Keller. I don't know who's pitching. Yeah. For Tampa, I'm going to open it again to see if they've got that probable listed because sometimes they update. Uh, still, it's TBD and TBD, but we know it's Rowanzi. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know who's pitching for them Tuesday, but you're going to Tampa. You take one game, and I leave Tampa saying, we took a game, and you can't get blown out. Right. And you can say, like, yeah, no, we're we're good. I don't mind taking one game. from You, you, just, you get swept by Tampa, and everybody says, yeah, I don't know about these Pirates yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that's what it looks like. And then you got to go play Toronto at home. And that's going to be a tough series. Those guys are kicking butt. Yeah. And then you got Baltimore the next weekend, Arizona the weekend after that, and then Seattle. But Texas is thrown in there too. <laughs> so it's a tough month. But I don't think it's like, dude, I think you can show up here. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you're going to see some good pitching matchups like we were just talking about, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And man, if we can just, like you said, show up. If you take that series from Tampa, then it's it's done. It's a done deal. Everybody's all full force on board. Yeah, and you get swept, and everybody's. It's going to be the opposite. Yeah, if you take one game, I think you're you're still there. Mm-hmm. Boy, you'd like to take that. You'd like to take that Keller game. Oh yeah. To me, that's the big one. Hmm. All right, any closing thoughts here? We really do need to wrap this up. I don't know if I had other things, but we just hit the one-hour mark, um, so I want to finish this thing up. Do you have anything? I'm good, man. All right, uh, enjoy Monday sitting in first place for the second straight Monday off. Hope you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you Friday after the series with the Rays. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!